You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Friends, we are gathered today with a heavy heart. It's too soon! To mourn the passing of a truly great, great he man. He was so young! A man that was considered a genius before his time. I miss him already. A great man. A wonderful man. Wade Wilson. The Merc with the Mouth. Deadpool. Jeff. Oh, he's dead. Today he died. He died today. It's Don't... all right, buddy. We, we remember the good times. We celebrate his life. The times he had with Cable and the X-Force. The times he tormented the Marvel Universe and almost killed them off. No, he did kill them. It, 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 it was a separate story arc, not part of the main story arc, but he did kill them off. But, Jeff, he's not killing anymore. And it's okay, though. No, All it, great heroes must come to an end. That's not true. Superman, he came back to life. We'll get to see if Wolverine's going to come back to life. It's all right, buddy. All the good ones die. He could come back. He could. Hey. Buck up. I just I don't know if I can do today's show. I just the, I don't know. Come on, Jeff. The sun'll come out. No, it won't. Tomorrow. No, the clouds will be in front of it. Bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow. I'll pay any amount of money for him to come back. <laughs> tomorrow. I'm not singing the rest no, of this. No, I, I didn't. I didn't want you to. I didn't want you to either. I just wanted to see how long uh. I can milk that for. <laughs> Welcome everybody to my comic live. My name is Jeff, and sitting across from me, as always, is, is Sam. And we want to thank you for tuning in to today's show. All right. Uh, first off, if you're listening, thank you so much. It means so much to us. Uh, if you're listening to us through iTunes, do us a favor. Rate us. Uh, if you're feeling really generous, give us uh, some comments. We love hearing back from you guys, and that helps us out so much. Uh, if you're not listening to us through an iOS device and you're listening to us through an Android device, uh, you can check us out through Podcast Attic or Podcast <coughs> Republic. Uh, what those apps do is they actually search the iTunes library and then pull it from iTunes to your Android device. So uh, that's how you can listen to us on Android. And, uh, of course, always, please, please tell a friend uh, that, that also word of mouth is still a very uh, powerful way of promoting things. And we've been getting some feedback on our Facebook I know. page. Been loving the feedback, guys. Yes, keep it up. Uh, you can find us at <laughs> facebook.com forward slash My Comic Life Podcast or just search for us in the Facebook search bar for My Comic Life. And I guarantee you, Jeff and I will still be searching out those like little random questions we've been putting on our page. Uh, we've been loving the input, you know, that we've yes. been getting from you guys. We uh, we love hearing from you guys, and uh, and also you can follow us on Twitter at My Comic underscore Life. All right, as as we said, uh, as as we started off, uh, today is a. It, it may not be a big day for a lot of people. It's a it's big. A, it's a it's, banner freaking day. It's it's in a, the my comic life house. It's, it's yes, it's a very big day for me especially. Is uh, is so uh, today uh, issue number forty five of the current run of Deadpool was released today. Uh, the they are also if you're also hearing people refer to it. As issue, if you're hearing issue 45 and issue 250, uh, don't get get confused. Is is here's here's where they're getting the, those names from. Is uh, Brian Posehn and Jerry Duggan are the writers who have been writing the uh, main storyline for Deadpool recently for Marvel, and in that's in that collection they are on issue number 45. But if you look at 
all of the uh, Deadpool comics that have been released since uh, issue number one. This is actually issue number 250. So that's why they're also referring to it as issue number 250. So if you're confused on the naming, hopefully that clarifies things. Uh, but this is the issue where uh, where they are uh, are killing off Deadpool. And, you know, it's, you know, it, it seems it's, it's like it's like Marvel. It was like just yesterday you were picking up your first issue know, of it Deadpool. Really was, it really was. But like Marvel, you know, is is they, they they've been giving these people these powers of regeneration and basically immortality and now they're like uh let's kill them off i mean they did it with uh wolverine i mean well if, you, if you're keeping up with secret wars you kind of know what's happening to the entire universe well, wolverine's dead but people are fighting over his dead corpse as the, being like the yeah one of the last sources of adamantium that could be harvested yeah yeah that's uh that's <laughs> tough but so uh don't worry no spoilers on uh how they kill him off in the comic Mainly because I haven't read it <laughs> is is you know is uh, I, I I head up to the comic book shop uh, every uh, every other weekend. This is my off week, so I couldn't make it up there today. So uh, I'll be up there next week and uh, find out exactly how they uh, kill them off. Uh, I trust that they're going to do a good job with with uh, with it and making it all fit in. And if you've been reading the current uh, run of Deadpool, is you can kind of see they've they've been ta- uh, tailoring this story. To where it could have had a positive or could have had a a, a, a happy or uh, sad ending, and with, with, with given their writing styles, uh, Posehn and Duggan, it's it'll be interesting to see uh, how they do it. But I, I have a lot of faith in them, and I also I don't think this is really the end. I, I mean, want them I want them to go out Doctor Zhivago style, like riding a bomb with like a cowboy hat. You know, I think that would be like a fitting in for like Deadpool right there. You know, just based off my own theory is like. Is a, a, a bomb like that would be one of the possible ways to kill him off because you're gonna have to you're gonna have to do some drastic shit to you're do. You're gonna it. have to kill him on like an atomic level, uh, yeah, to make be- sure he doesn't regenerate. Because several times in the comics, he's had his head lopped off, right, and his body's just wandered over to it and stuck it back right, on, right. So it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting, uh, um, you know. But but like I said. They're 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 going to start up another storyline with Deadpool. I'm sure it will be out when Secret Wars is released, uh, because you know, as you know, if you if you read any entertainment website or listen to us, you know they're in the process of making a Deadpool movie. I was about to say, yeah, there's been a ton of news and, coming out about the Deadpool movie, right? And and there's no way you're going to you know make this this you know now it's been getting a ton of attention. Uh, this movie that's a high-profile movie now, and not have the the comic that inspired it. Uh, I think I think they're they're Marvel's waiting, and and they're gonna get a new set of writers in, and they will uh, launch it with Secret Wars. That's that is my theory. I, this is not based on you know I haven't read anything about this. This is just what I think is gonna happen. Uh, but yes, yeah, Sam, as you said, so much news ha- is is coming out of of the Deadpool movie. Is uh, first off, uh, what uh, broke today is is we have the villain of the Deadpool movie, Ed Screen. Ed uh, Ed Screen from uh, probably best known as uh, from Game, season, of, Game yeah. of Thrones. He, he he was only in season three of, of Game of Thrones. Yeah. So I I, I, well, I I mean his character remained, but they like replaced his character with another actor. And I can only That's, guess yes. that he dropped out, maybe because he got signed on for the Deadpool movie. And no, no, because because he dropped out. Um, because season three that was two years ago. Season five is going to premiere this coming Sunday, 
so that was two seasons. No, is because I don't think I think the Deadpool movie. There's no way he would have been signed on that early for it. I, I, I no, I, I, I don't see that happening. But, uh, but that's what you're gonna best know him from is uh, he was the original actor uh, to play. Uh, what was his character's name in? Uh, Fuck, you would ask me that. Yeah, I would. Uh, uh, basically, the only thing I can tell you is that he was one of the guys that was always hitting on Khaleesi. Oh, okay. All right. Whatever. His name's but not he will the... be playing Ajax. Yes, Ajax uh, in the Deadpool movie. Is uh, Ajax uh, first appeared in uh, Deadpool? I believe it was fourteen. And um, Jeff, you're more up to date. What? Are Ajax's powers like? What's his story? Why does he hate Deadpool so much? Well, so he and Deadpool were uh, were in the uh, Weapon X program together. Okay. And so uh, Ajax, uh, he was really responsible for uh, Wade Wilson's uh, uh, conversion into uh, Deadpool uh, in the Weapon X program. Is uh, some of his abilities. Are, uh, he has uh, he also has uh, he has a boost like he's faster than the average person and of course strength and uh, one thing that that is interesting about him is he cannot feel pain you know so he can take damage and damage and he's a big guy so you can take all this damage and just not slow down because he doesn't feel pain but he kind of uh, he kind of tormented um, uh, uh, Deadpool or Wade Wilson at this point in the story during the Weapon X program like you know I don't want to go into too much detail this is kind of setting up to be like a what happens when an immovable object meets an unstoppable force here because right. Deadpool can't die and this guy can't feel pain seems you not hear the beginning of the show of course Deadpool can die apparently well but not in issue not, 42. Not, not in, in this issue, movie. Yeah. Not, not, not in his own origins movie. Yeah. Although it would be in like Deadpool fashion to kill off the main character in the first film. Uh, but but no, so uh, like I said, I don't want to go into too much detail, but like uh, Ajax, he, he really played mind games with Deadpool. Like there were a couple times so where he, kinda... he was like trying to talk Deadpool into mercy killing other people in the Weapon X program. So this could be why Deadpool has split personalities? Well, or was that a result of just well, so them fucking with them so much? So I was so the other day I was going back through my collection and I uh, reread um, Joe Kelly's uh, 1998 Deadpool Annual, and in that that is that is Joe Kelly's take on on the uh, on the origin story of Deadpool, and in that he explains that Deadpool became the way he is. Because he was wishing for death and wanted death during the Weapon X program. And then when he find out he couldn't achieve death, it made him go insane. And that's when he became the merc with the mouth and really kind of went off the wall. Um, you know, I'm not as familiar with, uh, with how the origin story of Deadpool is with, uh, in, in the earlier issues. Because like I said, is uh, Ajax first appears in issue 14. And I think I've only read up to because... Well, before this, he was in the Weapon X program, kind of like X-Men Origins, Wolverine hinted with Sabretooth and... Well, he was Wolverine. after them. He, he, I, he, he was, I believe, because, because they took the healing factor that they gave Wolverine and they upped it. And yeah. so, so, so uh, Deadpool's factor is based off of Wolverine's healing factor. So, uh, yeah, but he went on a few missions with them at least because well, yeah. Wolverine knows him from Weapon X. Right, right. You know, uh, but uh, but it, they weren't ex there at the exact same. It was around the same time, 
but not the exact same time. But so anyway, so so that origin story that I just uh, mentioned, like I said, was from Joe Kelly's '98 uh, annual. So I don't know how exactly it was portrayed in uh, in the early issues because, like I said, I think I'm only on issue like ooh like maybe like six or seven because I've other comics have come into my life I, and so I know how it goes. So you know I've kind of yeah I, I still have like volume three of classic Deadpool on my shelf that I'm like halfway through that I need to finish. So I, I don't know exactly how uh, I'm surprised I'm I'm surprised but I'm also happy at how that whenever I hear something new about the plot of the Deadpool movie is even though I haven't read it I can still tell by what they're saying is like they are going back to like issue number one and working their way up so that has me very excited and then also is uh, I I don't think we mentioned this on the show but uh, it has been uh, it looks like they're saying that this the, the Deadpool movie will be a rated R movie which will be awesome you know as I know I've been saying I really don't care but that's just because I didn't want to get my hopes up, and I've secretly really, I fucking knew I've it. Really, you care. I've really been hoping for an R I've been rating. the one venting over here, <laughs> screaming that I, I want a hard R Deadpool movie. I didn't think it was going to happen, You've been man. so fucking wishy-washy I, I over know, there. I know, man. I know. I did, it, I did it to keep my sanity, not to get my hopes up. But from, from what I'm seeing is IGN printed an article that said Deadpool will be rated R. And so, you know, this is also going to be, I mean... Is there another Marvel property that's been a, an R-rated film? Punisher. Punisher, you're Blade. right. I keep forgetting. No, the first Blade was rated R. I know, but I always, I don't know why. I always think Blade is DC. No, Blade's a Marvel property. I was property. about to say, because in Deadpool Dracula's Gauntlet, Blade makes an appearance. Yeah. It totally, yeah. I don't know why, but whenever I think of Blade, I, I uh, always Aside go to DC. Aside from the first Punisher movie and the first Blade movie, no. The rest of them have all been a PG-13. I don't know if Blade 2 was rated R or not. Right. And also, like what you and I had that discussion uh, uh, last week about you know um, how Marvel, even though the comic code still isn't around, Marvel still subscribes to it in some way. Yeah. That leads me to believe that there is a possibility that the R rating for the Deadpool movie will be more for violence and less for language. I'll tell you one thing I've noticed, uh, and I posted this to our Facebook page. They released the first photo of what Ryan Reynolds will look like in Deadpool makeup. Yes, yes. Go to our Facebook page to check that out. Um, he's not as hideous as he looks in like the com in the comic, which I understand why, because if you made him look like he'd look in the comic, his face would be covered <laughs> in boils that were popping pus, and there would be cancer falling off of him all the time. It right. would be too gross. Definitely, his face kind of resembles somebody whose face got burned. Well, right, and a I, little bit. And I was looking at the pictures, and yeah, and his his face it does look similar to to some variations of how he's been drawn in in issues. Um, but yeah, you're right; it, it looks more like a burn victim. But I'm okay but, with that because, like, I don't think even I could handle if they made him what he looks like in the, in the comic book. I also really wouldn't be surprised if they, if what we're seeing pictures of is just the pro, uh, prosthetics. And then in post, they're going to add something to it digitally. Let me tell you what's going to happen in post. Either some executives going to go make him grosser or some executives are going to go, this is Ryan Reynolds. Make him look prettier. Uh, it could go either way. No, cause it's, I, 
I don't think I, can, I don't, I I don't think Ryan Reynolds would 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 say that. But I can see some executive being like, "Listen, we're not going to pull in an audience with an ugly superhero. We have to make him at least look a little good looking." Well, but you, but if they're doing an origin story, then we're going to see uh, Wade Wilson before the transformation of the Deadpool. So, yeah. so the first, you know, given given some of the other uh, Marvel origin stories, I would say that that would leave open the door for maybe like the a good like first half of the movie where it's Ryan Reynolds, you know, because that that is one thing about about these Marvel origin stories is is they like to build and kind of go slow, um, you know. So I I don't. It, I don't know if we're. I would. I would imagine we're looking that this film's going to be about like a two-hour runtime. You know, is is if if they wanted if they want to do a good good origin and give it proper. Yeah, let's do a ninety minutes. You know, fuck you, Sam. There, hour hour and a half, and you can sum up Wade Wilson's life in ninety minutes. No, you can't. Uh, so yeah, so so much news is we're seeing what he's looking like uh, with the prosthetic makeup as Deadpool. Uh, we know it's going to be rated R. Also, you can also check this out on our Facebook page. Once again, just search for My Comic Life in the Facebook search bar. Is um, someone caught video of him doing stunts, and he has mocap around his eyes. So they're gonna white out his eyes. Gonna, yeah, which is gonna be awesome. Which is kind of new, you know, because I would say honestly, they're like the first people to like really try try this. Maybe aside from Green Lantern, who had some white eyes, but I mean, like in the comic books. Batman has wide eyes. Wolverine has wide eyes. And every other studio has usually opted out and gone just for eye hole slits in in the mask. Of this right, like, like the best ex- the, the the best example of what, like what Sam's talking about is is you look at Spider-Man. You know, is is you look at the eyes on Spider-Man because, you know, it's it's kind of obvious that Deadpool is somewhat yeah, and, modeled and I mean, after that. They do wide out the eyes on the Spider-Man costume, but it's more like white lenses yeah. put in there. Yeah, that's a really good point. That that's a really good point. Is so so it looks like they're doing they're they're trying some new things for this Deadpool movie that I I hope pays off, you know, is is I it, it looks like it looks like it, it's going to. Uh they also I, I didn't I didn't post this to our um to our uh to our our page i you should slut how I, dare I you i should but but there was a promo poster uh for the release of um of uh the uh, of the new issue today and uh so it was it was ryan reynolds on set in deadpool costume sitting on the toilet reading issue number 45 <laughs> it was fantastic uh i'll have to go back on reddit and uh, find that and post that to our uh, Facebook page. So hopefully by the time you're hearing this, that will also be on our page. Okay, man. Speaking of another guy who just wow. won't die. I know. Uh, and I'm actually kind of happy about yeah, this. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not disappointed that this guy is not dying, but damn, he just keeps coming back and coming back. All right, who are you talking about, Sam? Who, who indeed? Doctor Who. I know, dude. Is uh, Doctor Who It has been confirmed for another <laughs> Five years. So we are guaranteed another five years of Doctor Who. Doctor Who till 2020. Don't know for sure if that's all going to be the current incarnation of the Doctor. I'm sure we'll go through maybe one or two during this next five years. Everyone I talk to is split about Peter Capaldi. Either they say, I love them and I thought this season was refreshing and engaging. Or people are like, eh, he's an okay Doctor. This season was a little boring. I can't make that judgment call because, as I said before, I don't have BBC America, and so uh, the entire season has to be done for a couple months before it gets released on like Hulu or Netflix. So I I can't say anything. You know, um, 
I'm excited to see it. I, you know, I like but, you. But, I'm hoping that there's one more regeneration. I would like to see one more doctor. Not, not, not that I've got any qualms with Peter Capaldi at all. Right, right. Uh, is I mean, because you're in the same situation I am, aren't you? Or have you been watching them? Uh, like I went over to like my friend's house and he played me like a, a smattering, not you know, like one episode right there. He's like, you oh, watch. You, you can't do that with the Who. I know, but he was like, you should watch a, you should watch like this like Robin Hood themed episode, or you should watch this episode. So I saw but, like three but, episodes. But you can't do that. You can't do that because like, because what's nice about Doctor Who is, yes, is is the main storyline. Okay, yes, with the main storyline, it is kind of an episodic show. But with tied in with each episodic episode is there's like a little ending. There, there's an there's an under there's a there's a subplot, and that subplot is continuous throughout the whole season. And so Sam, you could have blown something big with that. Well, <sighs> people have already spoiled the season for me. So oh really? Don't yeah. you don't don't take it out on me. I know. Do who, not take it. I out. know who the big baddie is this season. Do not take it out on me. Do hey, not tell Jeff. me. Do not no, tell I'm me. Kidding. Do I'm not kidding. tell me. But so yeah, so uh, so this is great that uh, that uh, that they're confirmed for another five years, and you know some of the showrunners uh, uh, didn't think that this that they said they're yes. surprised. Stephen Moffat said, "I thought it would be ten years, and then we we'd be done." Right, right. You know, is because because a lot of people now are like, "Oh, Doctor Who, it's the longest running sci-fi show ever." This is true, but don't forget that it was off the air. For 16 years, it got canceled in 1989, yeah, and then came back in 2005. Well, yeah, and so now we're celebrating 10 years of its second revival. So you know, this is this is an, uh, another show, kind of like what Family Guy did. Uh, you know, is Family Guy was on the air, canceled, did really well, and had a cult following, and they brought it back, and now it's one of the biggest shows. Doctor Who is kind of following that same that same path. <laughs> you know, it's got a much, a much bigger history to it, and uh, you know, I think actually probably might, uh, yeah, I'd say has a little bit more staying power. Well, let me let me pose this question to you, since we're getting Doctor Who through twenty twenty. Do you feel that Doctor Who lends itself to a movie, or should it stay strictly on TV as a series? No, keep it on. Keep, no, keep don't don't break the formula. That's that's a really good point, and that and and that's something to kind of be nervous about is is you know is for up the way they've been doing it is you know they'll do the series and then a christmas special and then every now and then like these like made for tv like special movies and that's the way i think they should continue to do it you know uh i i, I don't you know I, I i don't think doing a movie would be good for it you know is 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 because you don't want to limit it you know to to a movie and and you know and I'm using the same argument that I used uh, when we talked about this uh, a couple it was it was you know maybe about a month ago we were talking about R.R. Uh, R. Martin put a squashed uh, the rumors that there was going to be a Game of Thrones movie and HBO and Martin came out and said no there's not going to be and you know and said like it wouldn't be fair I would hope that the producers. Uh, and the people behind Doctor Who would kind of take that same stance and not do a movie. Is I don't I don't want to see a Doctor Who movie because because I rather see the story drawn out over like you know a 13, 14 episode season and I get more enjoyment out of it that way than a two hour movie. You want to hear something crazy? <clears throat> oh, back in the late eighties, Paramount 
or Paramount Pictures had acquired the rights to make a Doctor Who movie. And they passed? Uh, or it, they just kept it so no one else could? It all fell apart in production, but originally they were eyeing Michael Jackson to play the Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> that is what you call dodging a bullet. How weird would that have been to see him strolling, moonwalking out of the TARDIS? I on, I honestly think that if that would have happened, um, Doctor Who would not be on air today. I think that that would have been the uh, a huge nail in I the just coffin. I know what dumbass thought. Hey, let, let's make him. Well, it's eighty nine. Michael I, Jackson's huge. 80, I know, but still. He, he doesn't lend himself to the role of the doctor that well. No, he couldn't. No, he couldn't. No, he, it would have been like the weirdest movie. Well, and like, also that that brings up another question: is, is so forget who forget who the actor is? Is would you want to see an American Doctor? No, not I wouldn't really. either. I wouldn't either. Doctor Who is a British thing. Yeah, that should stay in house. Yeah, as a British. Production maybe do a crossover, kind of like uh, what they did, where uh, the Doctor Soul was. Uh, this was during um, Tennant's uh, run. Was it? It was Tennant or Smith's run. I want to say Tennant. That's my gut instinct. Uh, the there was a story arc where you know he had his watch, and it was it was Matt Smith, uh, his Doctor, where his soul was in, in in his watch, and it got transported into somebody else, and they thought that uh, they were the Doctor. Do that with an American where it's a little story arc, but but yeah, I wouldn't want to see a whole season well, of that. His daughter found out, Jackson's daughter found out about this, and she tweeted, Oh my God, I want to be the doctor. They said any age, any gender, right? <sighs> Paris Jackson. Sorry, Paris, that's totally not going to happen. No, no, it's because... Your dad was weird enough, you'd be even weirder. <laughs> okay, Sam, let's not talk. <laughs> how old, first of all, let's not be attacking... How old is she? I hope I hope over eighteen. So you're not picking, seventeen or eighteen. So you're not picking on like some little kid. But second of all, is you're not going to take an un untested actor. You know, to us they may be an unknown, but like you know, a lot of these actors that that they've gotten have you know yeah d- you know plays are still big in England. You know, yeah, so, a lot of these guys. They, so they, so they're staged. They've like, taken like off the stage and been like here. Well, Tennant left the show. To go do stage work. And Matt Smith was doing stage work before he got on the show. And then he's in the Terminator movie. Which I still like. I I've still been, don't know what he is. Yeah, I know. I've been, I've, I've been watching all these trailers and I he have doesn't too. pop up he in hasn't, any of them. He hasn't shown up in a goddamn trailer. I know Arnold's going to fall from a helicopter to take down another helicopter. I don't know what the fuck Matt Smith's doing. And in I it. know that Arnold shoots his older version when he comes back in the 80s. Yeah, which they try <laughs> didn't look like they tried too hard to match the quality of film. Oh, no, you, you can tell you that there's like a CG inserted. Yeah, yeah well, you're like, that looks like straight up like they just, you know, took the film and spliced it in. Uh, so... So that uh, that's great though that the uh, the doctor is going to be on for uh, for a minimum of uh, another five years and uh, hopefully uh, way longer than that. Alrighty, Sam, we got to talk about these two directors that are just they are busy as all hell. Yeah, we're talking about uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. 
you would know them from their works. They are the directors from 21 and 22, Jump Street. And the Lego movie. And along with the Lego movie. Because everything is awesome. Dude, everything they've been directing so far has been awesome. Is I actually, last night, I watched 22 Jump Street for the first time. It's it's hilarious. Not quite as good as the first one, but uh, it's still pretty damn funny. Uh, I mean, like I enjoyed it. Like R- Rob uh, Riggle's part when they go to jail. Oh my gosh! That like that was a great. Like I did not see that coming. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but so, anyways, uh, right now there are rumors out in the movie verse that Warner Brothers is eyeing uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller to direct the upcoming Flash film. Uh, like we said, these are just rumors at this point. And, you know, so, Sam, would you want – well, no, no. Before I ask that question is – so there are rumors that they're going to – that they're looking at to do the Flash movie. But there are also rumors that they are being looked at by Sony to uh, direct one of the uh, Ghostbuster reboots. Uh, um. Let me tell you, these guys, Forte seems to be comedy. Uh, they've currently got a hit show on Fox with Last Man on Earth. They did the Lego movie. No, no, Last Man on Earth is Will For- is all Will Forte. He created it. Is he directing it? Yeah, these guys are directing it. Oh, okay, okay, go on. <laughs> or no, they're they're executive producers. Okay, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, because yeah, so they've got a hit show on Last Man on Earth. They've done the Lego movie. They've done, uh, like you said, twenty one, twenty two Jump Street. Uh I would say right now their proving ground is comedy. Comedy and, action. Yeah, and The Flash can be funny at times, and yes, you could have some funny things where like The Flash first gets his power and he runs into a wall or something, you know? Mm-hmm. But I'd be willing to say give him a shot at it, you know, and if they fuck it up, make him go back and do like <laughs> six more 21 Jump Street movies. Well, so so here's the here's the thing is, is they're rumored to being looked at for both – for one of the Ghostbusters and for the Flash movie. The thing is, is right now the Flash movie is tentative to uh, to start, uh, to uh, slated for uh, 2018, which would mean that it m- has a chance of interfering uh, with the filming of the Ghostbuster film if they are, are in fact, going to be doing one of those movies. So now, Sam, that brings me back around to my original question, which is, if you had to choose, given based on their current their current uh, collection of a body of work, what would you rather see them do? Would you rather them direct the Flash movie or one of the Ghostbuster films? Rather them do the Flash movie. Really, I re- see. I rather them do the Ghostbuster film. Why? Just because of what you just said is <laughs> is their uh their their. Right now, they're known for doing these comedy action films. And the Ghostbusters films, that's what that's going to be. That's going to be a comedy action movie. Flash, like you said, it can be, it has comedy in it, but there's also this dramatic side to it. I'm not saying they can't do drama because the Lego movie, I mean, that was a fun ride, but that had some heartfelt moments and like pulled at the really tugged at my heartstrings at certain parts. Uh, so, you know, they have shown that they can, you know, also evoke uh, emotion. But I think they're they're more comfortable, or at least they seem to do more work where it's more goofy and more comedy, and that's going to be the Ghostbusters films. I think the Ghostbusters films, you know, they're going to be a comedy film, whereas The Flash, I could see them doing a Flash movie and it being a drama. 
you know, and having zero comedy in it. I could see that. You know, the WB show, yeah, it has some comedy into it, but you know, there. But you could with the Flash, you could really take it either way. So I say Ghostbusters. I you say, say Flash. Flash. Why? Um. I think they would have a fun, energetic kind of take on the Flash character, a more modern take on the Flash character, and I think they could do the character justice. Yeah. I mean... <clears throat> and also, seeing the way that, the, that they've directed action sequences in the Lego movie and 22 Jump Street, they can obviously handle big budgets with explosions and like fast cars and fast-moving objects, you know? So... I think they, they could, like I said, I think they could do it justice, and they might even be like the James Gunn of like the DC universe, you. you know? Kinda yeah. Like a guy you wouldn't expect well, to be able to like do like well, a project but, like well, this. But right now, right now, they're trying to make a, who is it, uh, Zach uh, Snyder, right? No. Yeah. Yeah, it's Zack Snyder. Why did I think he was doing the X Men films? No, Brian Singer. Brian, yes, yes, he's doing the X Men films. Uh, yeah, is 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 we can see, and they're gonna have a chance to prove that again uh, with their comedy uh, action sequences. Because Sam, uh, we, we've learned from from the directors themselves that uh, that uh, Twenty Three Jump Street might be happening. Yes, yeah, or is happening. Speaking at at, at WonderCon this past weekend at their uh, Fox TV series panel about Last Man on Earth. Um, the directors confirmed a draft of a version is being written currently by Rodney Rotham, who worked on the uh, yeah, Rothman, who worked on the other two movies, and they're currently trying to sign on Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill. Is you know is the, I, I I don't know if there should be a third one. You know what I enjoyed the first two, but I one of the things I really enjoyed about the second twenty two jump or twenty two Jump Street. Is the fact that like they were very aware that like oh this is a sequel everyone's going to be expect- expecting the same thing and they constantly did callbacks that was one of my favorite things and you know now it's like they're gonna do a third one it's like oh man like and didn't don't, you don't, love don't... the credits yeah the credits where they did like all the fake like you know like twenty three Jump Street okay. twenty four all the way up to forty well, listen to this this came from Miller he said we found the way that we that we love that makes those imagined sequels canical. And yet, does something that we haven't told you about yet. I don't see. I liked it when it was like sarcastic, and they're like, "Oh, let's just do it for shits and giggles." And now someone's like, "Well, they were, you know, both Jump Street movies were a success. Let's keep this money ball rolling." And I feel, well, according I don't to know. them, the sequels feel- and and the and the credit are canon, so those would all be following up Twenty Three Jump Street. All right, I don't know. Did you also notice how in this version, uh, or in uh, Twenty Two Jump Street, they had uh, what's his face uh, in in Twenty One Jump Street, both uh, Johnny Depp and the the other guy from the TV I, show. Nobody knows. Is is they both showed up in the first one, and yeah. in the second one, I think only the other guy had a cameo. Richard Richard Grieco. Yes, yes. I think only Richard Grieco had a cameo in Twenty Two. I think Johnny. Johnny's a little busy doing another goddamn Pirates movie. Actually, he got injured and they had to delay filming in Australia. It's a sign. It's a sign, man. Stop fucking doing it. Uh, (laughs) Speaking of earlier Ghostbusters and Ghostbuster actors, Ernie Hudson, who played Winston in the Ghostbusters, may be taking a major role in Marvel's Black Panther. As Black Panther? No, as Black Panther's father. Oh, so okay. When, the, when, okay. When we were talking about this earlier, I thought you said like as Black Panther. I was like, man, 
They're going, oh, that doesn't make any sense. Okay, that makes a lot uh, more sense. Latino Review reports Hudson has been researching Black Panther comics with a specific focus on issues that feature King T'Chaka that has led to rumors that he is set to play the ruler of Wakanda. Okay. Now, see, the that- way that you get the Black Panther mantles that it's passed down generation, fathers a son, whether uh, the father passed it down because he's too old or he dies... Kind of like how Thor is universe is none. Isn't that how they do it? No, Thor just kind of got a hammer because his dad forged one out of the heart of a dying star. Well, right, but wouldn't he take over for his dad? Yes, he would He would take over as ruler of Asgard if Odin died. Yes. And obviously in the Black Panther comic, uh, T'Chaka does die, and this is what causes... <laughs> Spoilers! He may be in the movie, but not for very long. Yeah, this is what causes T'Challa to step up and take on the mantle of Black Panther and start ruling Wakanda. I think Ernie Hudson would be a great choice for this role. Yeah, is is uh, yeah is I would like to see and him. It'll in be something. a nice breakout from all the cop roles he played post Ghostbusters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it would be really nice. Uh, too bad his character wouldn't be in the film for too long. You know, <laughs> hey, a paycheck's a paycheck. You're absolutely right. You and got- he can always come back as a ghost in visions and shit for later sequels. You know that that I I wouldn't put it past the uh, the the producers. Uh, to do that, so so that's cool. So uh, so a lot of news uh, coming out from uh, the Ghostbusters uh, universe because all all that stuff kind of revolved around them. All right, um, Sam, you had some news about another WB show uh, or its creator or yes. creators. Uh, creator of Supernatural. I'm a huge Supernatural fan. I know we should be on the phone with Joe right now. Totally f- think about like my first day. tattoo, like being like a Supernatural tattoo. Uh, d- Oh my! You and Joe will be best friends because he actually has a supernatural tattoo. Oh, I he's got the he's he's got the star like the devil star with the flames coming off of it. And yeah, yeah. After the, I'll show it to you after the show. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So Eric Kripke is currently uh, in works to not only be creating a comic book but a TV series based off the comic book that he's currently writing. I, I don't know if I agree with that, man. I think you're shooting the moon on that. Like, I one, I think it shows. I, I think, you know, being confident in yourself is a really good thing, but I think this is being a little cocky. Well, it's being published through a Vertigo, and it's going to be a... Which is a, which is a subsidiary of DC. Yes, and it's going to be a, a six-arc uh, miniseries coming out once a month. Oh, okay, okay, so it's not going to be a full run. It's no, gonna, it's no. Just, it's going to be... It's gonna be a, Initially, it's only going to be a, a six-issue run, but he's also adapting this comic book for USA Network to, to for TV. So now, and I I don't know if the article says this because I I, ha- I didn't get a chance to read it. Um, is is it going to be to where like the the uh, TV show like like The Walking Dead is the TV show going to be based off yeah. the comic or is it going to be kind of like what The no. Matrix did where it was like all the we're going to have the main movies and then all these other properties are going to fill in the subplots. And so to understand the entire story, you have to like watch the movie, play the game, read the comics. According to the article on IGN, Ant's six issues will be released monthly starting this fall. Kripke will also write and executive produce the TV series, which uh, USA will be airing. What if the comics suck? I don't know. But let me, let me tell you a little bit about this. Let me tell you a little something. Yeah. All right. First of all, it's going to be called Ant. And it's when a neurotic family man buys an online smart pill to increase his focus and jolt him out of his slump, kind of like Adderall. <laughs> he gets he gets much more than he bargained for. To his surprise, the pill gives him incredible strength and power. 
The project examines both the mighty highs and the humiliating lows of being a real-life superhero. Huh. Okay. Um, <laughs> folks, don't buy pills offline. <laughs> don't I, buy strange little pills offline. There is a reason why you go see a doctor. Um, you know, they've studied this shit. Because the guy on eBay that's over there in, like, God knows what country <laughs> making this shit... They can say whatever the fuck they want. That's what this sounds like to me. Don't don't buy uh, black market medicine. Hey, man, if it's going to give me superpowers, I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah, well, no, not all right. No, well, no, no, not all right. <laughs> don't buy pills offline, don't, kids. Don't do it. You won't get superpowers. Don't, you know, it doesn't matter if they're like 50 cents a pill. Don't don't click those ads, people, because otherwise you're going to be living out. You possibly living out this the story, unless you get really lucky. And it's like that Bradley Cooper movie, Limitless. What, great movie. Well, this guy gets superpowers. I, okay, so it sounds like Limitless. Yeah, but I mean, I'm excited. Eric Kripke uh, created Supernatural, which is one of my all time favorite shows. He kind of has a dark twist and a, kind of like a, a dark twisted sense of humor about mm-hmm. things and. If you can apply that to this, it should be a really great comic series and an even better TV show. Right on. Is uh, Speaking of TV shows, is, uh, you know, coming up this Sunday, Sam, it's coming back. Uh, game of Thrones is is uh, season five. And apparently Game of Thrones wasn't just good enough for George R.R. R. Martin. He has, to, he has to go on and keep shitting out pure genius for HBO. Well, there's 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 no word if 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 his next project's going to be pure gold is, you know, uh but but it is announced that uh Martin is working on a new series for HBO. Uh the series is going to be called uh, Captain Cosmos and the series will tell the story of a visionary sci-fi writer uh T- telling stories in the uh, in the nineteen in nineteen forty nine when television was first coming out yeah, in the so, emerging era of TV right right so this guy is doing sci fi at the very beginning of TV um, I kind of see my, my when I my initial reaction when I when I read this was like okay Mad Men sci fi that's what it's going to well, be I love this description the writer spends his time pinning stories no one would else no one else would dare write. Right, so this sounds like it does have a potential to be a movie of a writer fighting the system of being like, you know, this creative freedom and that type of stuff, which which I, I mean, dig. Like, are we going to get, you know, like interracial storylines that challenge, you know, the status quo, blatant sex, drugs, rock and roll? Where's he? Where's he going to go with this? Well, yeah, and it, in a in a in a sci-fi setting, right? And and you know, also like you know, keep in mind that it's 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 1949, which you know, I think. I think a real just based off of of all these initial statements is a, to me I wouldn't be surprised if this was a, if one of the main underlying themes was about censorship and about creative freedom. But it also kind of has like a Twilight Zone feel to it yes, as well. That, you that know, kind of well. pinning these odd stories that people would be like that, nobody's going to laugh at that. This. Or maybe the episodes are he's writing the story and then the episode starts at him at his desk on the typewriter typing, then it goes into his imagination, and then that's the episode. That would oh, be really cool, that'd too. Be, that'd be awesome. That'd be really cool. And, and given Martin, that's I think that's probably our best chance. Now, here's the thing, though. is So Martin is starting to work on this new show, Captain Cosmos. This means that he is leaving, well, not leaving, but not going to be writing 
for the Game of Thrones TV series anymore? No. I say yes. Because you know why? Because Martin, he, he's he's too close to the project. You know, f- you know. first of all, finish the goddamn books. I'm not reading them, but like, you need to finish the story. They've actually been releasing them in graphic novel form. Oh, have they really? Yes, yeah, so now you can pick them up and read them, Jeff. Picture books, just for you. <sighs> no, man, I got other shit to read, <laughs> um, as you'll find out later. Um, no, uh, but so... I think this is really good because I think he's been too close to the project and they're also kind of reaching a point to where like they need to start to kind of like do some spoilers from the book into the series. Number one, winter needs to finally fucking come, people. All right. It's been coming for five or four seasons, maybe coming the fifth season. I'm not holding my breath. Well, we need to say, whoa, whoa, whoa. The end of last season. The Wildlings and the Night's Watch had combined. Stannis Baratheon shows up with his army as well, and you start seeing the White Walkers coming. I'm pretty sure winter is coming this season. I, hopefully. You know, winter's been coming from since season one, Sam. For four seasons, it's been on its way. All right? I just want to see some White Walkers. I just want to see, like... You've seen White Walkers. They've been kidnapping babies. But, like, the thing is, is, like, you see them for, you, you, like, you, you know, if you if you look at the total amount... You saw part of the White Walker army attack the wall at the end of last no, season. No, no, but here's what I'm saying, is if you look at the full length of, 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 an, of an episode as 100%, the amount of time White Walkers are on there makes up maybe 1% out of that 100, if you look at it, if you look at the episodes, you know... Is there is yeah they've been in all these episodes but they're not in them for a very long uh, time is is what I'm getting at and you know I, I get it you want to build up this this story and you want to have all this elaborate shit that's great that makes for good stories but also give the people what they want that's what keeps TV shows on the air you know I don't mean to like put on like you know my industry like you know like you know all about the money cap but. I also want this story to start developing what I've been promised is so far as it's a lot of this. I feel like uh, Game of Thrones has been more cock tease than cock play. That's a Please. really bad analogy, but still walking dead spent an entire season on a farm before they got to the prison. Yeah, Sam, because they were following the comic. It was such a slow season though. I get you, but they you know what? But, but get but, off the pot on that one. But but here, but here's the thing: is you needed the farm to build to this, and uh, oh uh, oh, and you walked right into it, motherfucker! Uh, you need you all this to build up to the fact that winter has come. But Walking Dead also did it within three seasons. We're on season five. That's the other thing: is yes, they need to build up to it, but you don't need to take this fucking long. Yeah, you but Walking d- Dead takes place in one centralized location with one centralized cast. Right, man. And and Game of Thrones is like eight different storylines going on at I once. I know. So maybe it shouldn't be. Okay. So here's what we're going to do for Game of Thrones Season 5. All right. We're going to kill off Khaleesi. We're going to kill off everybody that isn't on the wall already just so Jeff can get his White Walker war going. Thank you, Sam. That it'll, means, it'll that be, means so much It'll to be me. one damn storyline of the War of the Wall. That means so much. Uh, I appreciate that, and uh, yes, I would like to see. I'd like to see the you know to to see the White Walkers more. You know, I'm I'm sorry. I just you know is is yes. You do like I said. You do need to build up all that stuff. 
but you also need to build it up in a timely manner because I'm also starting to reach the point where it's like I just don't give a shit. You know? It's like I want the payoff. I've got I've got the build up. Come on. Less. Like like you said, you know, they did a whole season. Great. Do a season, you know, with The Walking Dead. They did a season on the farm. Great. And then the next season they were in uh they were in the prison. The timeline is is moving forward faster in The Walking Dead than it is in uh Game of Thrones. Come on. You're not hooked, Egret, spoiler alert, dead. <sighs> no. Jon Snow defended the wall. No, no. It, Wildlings uniting. Right. Right. I mean, it's th- that stuff is compelling, but that was also stuff that like just also seemed to kind of happen. Like there was no, you know, inkling or no teasing of that. Like they're going to team up and all this stuff. Is it just kind of happened? So it was a, it was a good surprise. I, I want something that has been teased to me to finally be paid off. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm still gonna watch the show no matter what happens. I'm too addicted to Same. it. So uh, I don't know. So so yeah. So tell tell us your thoughts. Uh, go to our our our, uh, our Facebook page, uh, My Comic Life, uh, and let us know uh, what you think about all this stuff or about any of the other stories that we've talked about uh, so far. Uh, Sam, uh, you got anything else on this one? Nope, that's it. All right, then let's go ahead and move on. All right, this is the part of the show where we let you know what's new in comics and what's coming out in theaters. Uh, no longer doing on uh, DVD releases because I just I don't think people uh, rent them. And you know, I tell just, you what, post it to our Facebook page. Yeah. If you want us to bring the segment back, we will. Yeah, yeah. If you want DVDs included, you gotta let us know because as far as I'm concerned, you know, no one's renting them. You know, is it's uh, a dead medium. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's maybe not dead, but it is definitely on a fast decline. You know, people going the, it's going the way of blockbuster and vinyl. Right. People are still buying DVDs, but uh I don't think they're renting them, you know, and so anyway, so yeah, so if you want us to bring back uh, what's new on DVD in this segment, uh let us know on our Facebook page. But for now, we're going to stick with what's coming out in comics and what's coming out in movie theaters. Uh Sam, we're recording this a day late, uh so all of these comics that we're about to talk about, they are already at your local comic book shop. Yes. Sam, uh, what you starting off with DC or, Mar- or uh, Marvel? Starting out with Marvel. Alrighty, what's new with Marvel? Starting out with Deadpool number 45. Of course you are. <laughs> I, I purposely picked this just for you, Jeff. Yep, of course you did. Just try not to cry when I, as, I, as I'm reading this description here. All right. <clears throat> Final issue. That's right. If you add together all the Deadpool series creatively... Issue 45 is the big 250th issue of Deadpool. What better way to celebrate than to end this series? In our oversized main story, Ultimatum comes at Deadpool for revenge. So he has no choice but to take them on. All of them. Then in in, an Infinity Gauntlet crossover, what would Deadpool do if he got the six Infinity Gems from Thanos? Plus a, th- a slew of stories showcasing Deadpool's closet friends and allies by special guest writers. Also, spoiler, Deadpool dies at the end of this issue. <laughs> yeah, it's not really a spoiler. All right. Yep. I don't, don't want to say anything. Okay. I don't want to talk about it. You okay, Bunny? I'll be okay. All right. <laughs> this is move on to something happy. Next up, we have Howard the Duck number two. 
Howard's first big case has taken him across the universe and landed him in the clutches of the Collector. Hello, tie-in. <laughs> but he's not alone, as the very popular Rocket Raccoon is a prisoner as well. Have you ever seen a comic book sequel to a post credit scene in a movie? Well, now you will. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah, so this one's all about... <laughs> That is really cool. I've never seen them be like, yeah. oh, hey, we're going to take that post credit scene and <clears throat> ride an issue of a comic. So yeah. if you're interested like I am, check out Howard the Duck number two. All right. Flipping on over to DC. Uh, DC's kicking off their big kind of like summer event a little early here. We have Convergence number one. <clears throat> this is it. The entire DC universe from the dawn of time through the new 52 must fight to survive against a threat that bends the multiverse to its will. Your favorite characters from every era and every forgotten series are all here. But are you going to say hello to, to them again or goodbye forever? The stakes have never been higher as the heroes of Crisis, Zero Hour, Elseworlds, and more are brought together for convergence. In this first weekly <laughs> series, Brainiac has collected cities of doomed and forgotten worlds who must battle each other and the losers will be destroyed. But why is he forcing this conflict? Join the refugees from Earth 2 as they unlock the truth behind this world that exists outside time and space and is very much alive. Brainiac really in control, or is this planet named Telios an unparalleled force for evil? Find out. All right. Is that all you got for uh, DC, or do you got one more? One more. Okay. Uh, since I have become a huge... Well, I haven't become a huge... I have always been a huge Flash fan... We have Convergence Speed Force number one. Starring heroes from the pre-Flashpoint DCU, the fastest family alive loses its powers as Wally West and his kids face an uncertain future while trapped far away from home. Will they be able to outrun the chaos that follows the arrival of Flashpoint Wonder Woman? Plus, don't miss the unexpected Zoo Crew character of all. Zoo Crew? Okay. I don't know. Uh, okay. I'm um, not asking questions. And then uh, this one uh, is from Image. I'm going to I'm gonna. Oh, you're, you're stepping on my toes, getting uh, getting into my sorry, turf. Sorry, sorry. All right, uh, what what uh, Image comic are you talking about? Um, this Image comic is called Savior. Oh. Todd McFarlane may have handed the keys of the Spawn franchise over to a new creative team, but that doesn't mean he's leaving comics. This new series pairs McFarlane with co-writer... Brian Hal Halgen and artist Clayton Crane for a series that takes a more mythological and even religious look at superheroes. How, how does the world react when a, a mysterious man gifted with godlike powers emerges out of nowhere? Is he a messiah or a sign of the end times? Read to find out. That is a... Uh... That's interesting. I, yeah. I, I I missed that one. Uh, also coming out from Image this week is uh, The Walking Dead issue number uh, 140. I'm not even going to try to summarize what's going on with that because uh, it's just too deep. Uh, also coming out this week, I'm very happy that they're back. They took a month off because they released a trade paperback of the first five issues. <clears throat> and now with issue number six, they are starting a new story arc. Uh, Birthright number six has uh, is coming or is out now. Is and this is uh, if if you missed the uh, the first five issues, I highly recommend uh, going back and either trying to find all five issues or picking up the uh, trade paperback. It's a great story. But uh, if you want, you can jump on because, like I said, this is a new story arc, and the new story arc is uh, Mikey's return has divided the Rose family in unexpected ways. Where do they go from here? Uh, like Sam says, read to find out. Super excited about this. 
also coming out uh, this week. This is a new one that I uh, that I picked up when it first came out, and I actually just read it uh, last week. And uh, happy to see, and I uh, was really happy with it. And I'm going to pick up issue number two, and that is uh, Descender. Uh, Descender number two is out this week. As the brutal robot hunting uh, scrappers close in on Tim Twenty One, the events of uh, uh, the events that first brought him to the mining colony on the outer edges of space are revealed. Is so uh, in in this universe, uh, Descender is uh, AI robots have been outlawed because they rose up against humanity and there was a genocide-like eradication of when? them. When will we learn to stop playing God? And so uh, and so, uh, th- this one robot uh, was like asleep for like 10 years during this robot genocide and he came back online just as a mysterious uh, ship has approached the nine worlds in, in this universe and uh, this one robot, Tim21, who was a robot basically made as like a child to to help loneliness and, and to help kids you know is he his uh the the very uh his something to do with his programming code also has to do with this mysterious ship showing up so now everyone's out to find Tim 21 and then also uh being released this week is Nameless number 3 this is a great mind-bending uh, sci-fi uh, uh, thriller that I would highly recommend uh, picking up. Uh, but it's also very confusing, so I'm not going to go into the details of what's going on with this one. Odyssey number four is also coming out this week. This is uh, this is a great retelling of Homer's Odyssey uh, set in a all-female sci-fi universe. And uh, in issue number four, the core of the... Uh, Fabled starship may make Odyssea journey home a matter of moments rather than months, but it comes at a price. Odysseus. Odysseus. What I say? Odyssea. Odyssey. Whatever. Greek mythology isn't my strong suit. Sorry, Sam. Uh, so that's what's coming out from Image uh, this week. I'm gonna pick up that one that you were talking about, Sam. Is that one sounds really cool? Is uh, what was it called again? Is uh, savior. Sa- savior? Yeah, savior number one. Yeah, is every week they're releasing something new. Is uh, plus it's a it's a it's a number one. So if the series takes off, <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, moving on over to what's coming out in theaters this week is uh, first up is I, I I don't know if this is going to be a uh, uh oh this is a limited release. Uh, so uh, check your local theaters to see if this one's out uh, by you. Is uh, Killing Me Three Times. This is starring uh, Simon Pegg. And uh, he stars as a professional hitman named Charlie. And he finds himself in three, uh, three tales of murder, blackmail, and revenge after a botched contract assignment. So um, this is also going to be available to check out on Amazon and other digital downloads. Okay, so this is all they're also doing. A, yeah, a, 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 a uh, you know, you can go to like your like movie channel on your cable box and check this right. out. Right. All right, Sam. I may be botching this one. Uh, the the title of this because uh, I'm gonna say it like the YouTube channel X Machinima. Although I don't see an M in there, so I don't know why. Are you uh, sure it's not X Machina? That sounds really possible too. <laughs> Ex Machina. That sounds like a. Um, God, you got me screwing it up now. Ex Machina. Sounds like something you get at Starbucks. 
Anyways, in this sci-fi drama, is a young programmer is selected uh, to participate in a breakthrough experiment in artificial intelligence by evaluating the human qualities of a breakthrough female AI robot. And then finally, this N1, I know this is going to sound sexist, but this N1 for the ladies, uh, The Longest Ride. Yeah. Innuendo. Clint Eastwood's son. Oh, shit. That's who Scott Eastwood is? Yeah. <laughs> playing playing a bull rider. So that's where you get the longest ride from in one way, but then sexually. You know it stands for eight seconds, right? Like in bull riding, the perfect time is eight seconds to stay on a bull. Subplot. He's a quick draw in the bedroom. Uh, <laughs> so anyways, the lives of a young couple uh, intertwine with a much older man. Hello, see? Uh, a much older man as he reflects back on the lost love while he's trapped in an automobile crash. I saw, I actually did see a preview for this. I forget what movie it was. Joe and I were at afternoon delight and uh preview for this came on and it kind of looks like, all right, they took, um, what was, uh, not the notebook. Well, yeah, kind of like the notebook. And, uh, what was the other one? Uh, not a, was it atonement? Yeah. Atonement. Uh, you know, a love story where it's gonna have it's gonna be mainly flashbacks, and the flashbacks will relate into uh, to current times. And uh, so, but they made it a western. Oh gosh, yeah, the trailer's playing on imbd.com right now. It looks ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But good for Scott Eastwood for getting out there and working. You know. Yeah. I mean, his dad was a badass. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know uh, Scott e- Eastwood's uh, filmography, but his dad did not start off. <laughs> with you know a oh come on uh, his dad drop. his dad made a movie with a monkey and a truck in it yeah but that gotta, wasn't his first film Sam you that, all got to start somewhere oh shit Scott uh oh okay uh Scott uh Scott's been in uh he's been in some of his dad's films he was in Gran Torino he's also in Fury and Flags of Our Fathers so all right daddy's put him in a couple films so all right he's got that uh Sam you got anything for uh oh shit I forgot we got two things all right what do you got. Um, I threw this up on our Facebook page, but I felt it needs reiterating. Uh, Stephen Amell, who is played the lead character Oliver Queen in Arrow, has been cast as Casey Jones in the upcoming Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles sequel. Okay. And then, uh, just found this out, uh, Garrett Hedlund and Olivia Wilde both signed on to return for Tron 3. I knew Olivia Wilde had, didn't know Garrett Hedlund had, also posted that to our Facebook page, so you can check that out there. Jeff, what did you shitting forget? <laughs> All right. I can't tell if that was on purpose or a dyslexic moment, but so uh, let's just move on from it. it is, uh, first up, uh, March uh, in March of 2017, you'll be able to go to Broadway and check out the musical version of Groundhog Day. Is That's right. Is They are turning Bill Murray's classic Groundhog Day into a Broadway musical. Uh, so far, it has not been reported if any of the uh, film's cast members have uh, signed on to play uh, to reprise any of their roles in the Broadway version, but uh, they are making it. So we'll see if anyone from the movie joins the Broadway cast. And then also, um, man, I I got mixed feelings about this one. Um, you know, they uh, they're making a, a third Machete film. Is you know th- what? I mean, like, I watched the sequel. It was I dumb haven't, I haven't, fun. I haven't watched this. I, I think I started The third it. one's going to be Machete in Space. Right, because that's what they jokingly teased the third film as, and now it looks like they're doing it. 
And I I just don't know how I feel. Is I loved them. I loved the first one. I to be honest, I have it in my Netflix queue. I have I think I started it one night and it was too late and I didn't finish it. But I have not completely seen uh, Machete Kills, and uh, you know I and I kind of don't have a desire to go back and or, or to watch it. I need to though. I I, I should though. Uh, but. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Sam is a third machete film. I don't know if the world needs that machete trilogy. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I kind of like the idea that it's in space. I mean, because that seems like they're harping back to other like, be, like more recent uh, B horror movies, like when the Leprechaun was in space and Jason was in space and Freddy Krueger was in space. And this just reminds me of like a James Bond when they took it to space. There were a couple films I think like where they took it to space. Um. One final thing. Okay. Uh, this would be a weekend to be glued to your couch yeah, for man. TV watching. Yeah, it is. Uh, you got Daredevil, Game of Thrones, Sil- and Silicon Valley. Valley all being is, released this weekend. Is so, man. Is I what? I know. I know. I said I was going to go back and watch and marathon watch uh, Game of Thrones to get ready for season five. I just couldn't do it because I don't want to get involved with another series because I. I just I really want to watch Daredevil and I want to watch it on Friday. One, I've been hearing so many positive things yeah, about this. Yeah, I show. didn't I didn't realize it was TVMA. Oh yeah, no, this is gonna be a really I, I, dark adult mature I had, series. I had no idea. That's uh, that I that okay, that's great because then that means it's not gonna be like the fucking Ben Affleck film. <laughs> All right, man. So uh, so yeah, so this week uh, definitely uh, find your most comfortable spot on the couch and prepare to sit down for long uh, hours. Sam, let's go ahead and uh, wrap this thing up and do your thing. Ditch the herd. Be a nerd. Stay strong out there, my friends. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.